Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. They are NFL champions. The Seattle Seahawks have won Super Bowl 48. As part of our nonstop coverage of the NFL, this is Softy's Weekly Visit with Kevin Harlan. He's a bulldozer. He's a beast. Brought to you by the Emerald Queen Casino, the betting capital of the Northwest. He was like a pinball banging off buddies. A 23-yard catch and run. Come down to the beautiful EQC Sportsbook to bet, watch, and win all season long. It's a touchdown. It's a touchdown it's grabbed by curse on sports radio 93.3 kjr fm sam martin to punt deep back the rookie gibson under the ball looking into the lights makes the catch against his chest 35 breaks attack at 40 comes to the near side of the back with the 50 down the near side of the 40 room to run 35 30 got a block at the 25 to 20 he goes inside the 15 breaks a tackle five touchdown touchdown the jets have won the jets have won all righty, boys and girls, here we go. Big thanks to our friends at the Emerald Queen Casino. Come on down, check out the brand-new EQC Sportsbook. Watch, wager, and win all season long at the beautiful, brand-new Emerald Queen Sportsbook. Here he is, the voice of football in America. He is our moral compass when it comes to the sports. From the NFL on CBS, the NFL on Westwood One, our friend Kevin Harlan with us right now. On the radio show. Kevin, how are you, pal? <laughs> How'd my man Bobo do this past Sunday? I never saw any of his numbers. How did he do? Uh, didn't do much. Bobo! But then again, the Seahawks didn't do much either. So we can yak about that in a second. But uh, first of all, it's great to have you back, man. Appreciate this every week, courtesy of the Emerald Queen. What a Monday night. I mean, I feel like I just want to give you the floor and have you just, first of all, talk about what it was like to be in the building, the unbelievable energy when he runs out, Aaron Rodgers does with the American flag, the crowd's going nuts, and then four plays later, his Achilles is torn and his season is over. Tell us about what it was like to be there Monday, man. It was a range of emotions you might expect. We drove in and the place, Parking lots, uh, adjacent areas filled earlier than normal. I mean, the Jets have been kind of pinning their hopes on this guy uh, for the last several months. Uh, He's a proven winner, and the team around him defensively uh, is terrific. Offensively, the line is okay, but the hopes, the expectations were so gigantic for Rodgers and the buildup for him from hard knocks, you know, the series and, and everything that he's done. He's kind of infiltrated everything about the New York, the tri-state area, way of life. He went to Knicks games. He went to Yankees games. He went to the U.S. Open. He's gone to plays. He's gone to concerts. I mean, the guy has embraced New York, and New York has embraced him back. And he was looked at truly as the final piece for a terrific team uh, with a, a lot of of expectations and then he runs out as you said uh with the stadium darkened except for the green lights the people were wearing around their wrist and a little magnetic computerized uh trigger and 
and and he runs out there with the American flag on 9-11. I mean, it was like right out of a movie, and the place went bananas. And then, you know, Buffalo got the ball first, and they punt, and they give it back to the Jets now who had kicked off, and and uh, and and sure enough, he's just into the first series, and he he got hit. It looked like his his foot may have been mangled, and what it really was is it stuck and stretched, and we could see the roll up of the Achilles into the calf, mm. and that was it. It's a tough injury to come back from. The last I saw, someone I've seen two NBA players recently go through this: Kobe Bryant, the late Kobe Bryant, and Kevin Durant in the playoffs a couple of years ago had the same thing. Both have come back. Durant has really been a success story. He has not missed much at all. The leg has not been the problem. And then Kobe, I think, even said, I I was not what I was, but every once in a while I can be as good as I used to be, and that was true, and he finished out his career. Um, Whether Rodgers comes back, I mean, it looks to me like he's got two definitive roads he can take. He can say, well, i got to get it repaired, and that will probably surgically happen this week. And he said, I want the best doctors doing it, and that's what they'll give him. And it's got to be done the right way because I've got 40 more years left to live a full life. He'll be 40 in December. I've got 40, 50 years left on this earth. I want to make sure that my legs are right, and I've got a lot to do still. Uh, or he says, you know what? I'm not ending my career like this. I'll still, in my mind, be young, 40, 41, next December um, in 2024. Um, if the team can wait, let me sit here, get the surgery done. I'll rehab in front of their, you know, uh, doctors, and I'll help this kid, you know, become a quarterback I think he can be and be kind of the moral, you use moral compass unbeknownst to me and, and not really understandable to most listeners. Uh, but, but he could be kind of like their compass uh, this season and serve as like this uh, adjunct professor, this, this Ph.D. guy who's joined your classroom and is going to help the students get through this, he's been through it all, um, and then and then try to come back maybe next summer, perhaps. Yeah. So really those look like the two definitive roads he can take, and we won't know he's not spoken, and we're not sure when the surgery is. I'm guessing this week, the quicker the better. And, uh, and, and here's the other thing, too, Dave. You know, ACLs, elbows, Tommy John surgery, uh, Achilles, like the advances science has made in these areas, even from like two years ago, is so different than it was 5, 10, 20 years ago. These injuries now, you can come back in 10 months or less, yep. and perhaps he can. I mean, we'll have to wait and see, but it's going to be a road that he's going to have to figure out. Well, no doubt, and there's a lot of tentacles that are coming out of this game on Monday night. Uh, first of all, you know, what, what are the Jets without Rodgers? Uh, l- let's just start there because I agree with you. I, that defense is unbelievably good. I mean, Jordan Whitehead hits his uh, you know, bonus uh, incentive with three picks in one game and got himself a quarter million yeah. bucks, for God's <laughs> sakes, on Monday night. That that defense is legit. Uh, that, that running game is legit. Garrett Wilson is a stud at wide receiver. So if they were a conference maybe contending, deep playoff run contending team with them, what are they with Zach Wilson? I think they are 500 at the least. And I think there are a couple games over in a playoff team. The problem is the AFC is so congested. And they're just, you know, the eight teams, I mean, it, it's, it's going to be a bear to get in that group and in that division. But listen, they've already won one division game against a favored Super Bowl team in Buffalo. 
so that right there, even if they split, that's a win. And, uh, you know, Miami, what they did this past week in Los Angeles was just uh, supersonic. I mean, they are they're, – they're unbelievable, man. They got speed and they've got talent, and it looks like if the quarterback can stay on his feet, you know, the Jets and Dolphins are kind of in the same boat. If, if, if the quarterback stands up all season, yeah. you can expect big things, and I think that's kind of what they're saying about Tua and Miami. Now that Rodgers is gone, that's the big question mark with the Jets. Otherwise, it was going to be the Jets, Miami. And and Buffalo, that's a three-team race. And by the way, you've got Belichick in New England. Who knows what he'll do and what he'll come up with. Um, that's a tough division. So surviving your division is number one. That'll be difficult. And then the AFC overall, AFC is going to have, you know, many good teams. And I'm going to put the Chargers in that category, too. They should be making the playoffs. Again, looks like Jacksonville's for real. Um, got the defending Super Bowl champs. I mean, go right on down the line. Uh, Pittsburgh is not as bad as they showed. Baltimore is better than that, what they showed. Um, no, it's going to be d- down to the last couple, as it always is in the AFC last couple of weeks. Yeah, well, you mentioned Josh Allen there. And if my numbers are correct, which I doubt they are. They never are, by the way. Uh, I act like they no, are. No, 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 no. Give yourself more credit for that. No, uh, I, I disagree. But go ahead. Are you going to say 0-5 in overtime? No, I was going to say, uh, oh, is that the record, by the way? In the last yeah, 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 it is. Yeah, yeah. In the last four games or five games, sorry, uh, including the postseason, Josh Allen's thrown nine interceptions in five games. Yeah. What's going on with that yeah. guy? I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Uh, I think they feel their line is good enough, not great, and still kind of a – but, you know, whose offensive line is great, right? Just a very few teams have got an offensive line that they feel they can go to war with. I think a lot of them are still plugging and, and, and maneuvering, and it's going to be kind of a very fluid offensive line situation again this year in the NFL. We don't have the injuries and everything plays a part. So I think his line is okay, not great, and I think they got a lot of fluid situations there. Saffold is gone. Anyway, they've 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 uh, you know uh, had to rely on him and a lot in his legs, and that's the big concern up there, along with the turnover thing that you bring up. He he, he turns it over, and he had four the other night with a fumble and three picks, and he runs too much, and it, it's going to catch up with him. It's going to as it as it always does. It always does. So he's not bulletproof, and that that they're they're trying to change him and his ways. I don't know. You got Stephon Diggs. You got Gabe Davis. I mean, they got some. They got some real talent. I wish they had maybe a little bit more running back, and maybe yeah. that brings the Jonathan Taylor thing into vogue here. I don't know. Um, uh, but then I think at running back, and they've they've kind of gone with the second year back out of Georgia Cook, who's the younger brother of Dalvin Cook. James, this is James Cook. I'm talking about. Um, so they've kind of got just. A, I, I, I think they need more, and they probably think they need more, but you can't have everything in the league because of salary constraints in the camp. So you have to maneuver that way. Yeah. Hey, Kevin, I want to go back to the Rodgers thing for a second. Uh, Kevin Harlan's with us, uh, courtesy of the Emerald Queen. He's here every Wednesday at 5 o'clock. You heard him on the call on Monday night. I actually was doing a little bit of a gathering at the Emerald Queen and literally ran out of the casino with about two minutes to go to get into the car because I specifically wanted to hear your call of how that game ended. And we played that call coming back into the segment, and it was marvelous as as always. But, look, you know him a little bit, right? You know what makes that guy tick. And, obviously, the medical side of it is going to be a factor. Do you think Aaron Rodgers is going to be willing to just think about retiring and saying, I want my last play in the NFL to be that one? 
No, I don't. I, I just think he's got a couple things going against him. I mean, he's had injuries here the last couple of years, broken thumb and some shoulder stuff last year. Uh, he hasn't really had the leg. I don't think he's ever had an ACL. If I'm not, I, I could be wrong. Maybe he had one in college, in junior college. But I don't think he's had an ACL. Um, and this injury at that age, you know, if it were just you or I, it's no big deal in, in everyday life. You just get it repaired, and it's a, you know, it's a year-long process. But you can come back from it, and, and we're okay. But we're asking him to you know, have quick twitch and be all the things an NFL quarterback's got to be, and that's different. And he's going to miss a full year of playing. And, and I don't care who you are. You miss a full year, man, that, 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 that's, that's not easy to come yep. back from that. And yep. So I, I, do I think he is? My personal gut feeling is uh, he loves New York, loves the team. No one's going anyplace. Coach is going to be there. He can help the team and help this young quarterback. He would still be the number one going into next year. And I think, I think he's coming back. I think he'll say, Brady did it to 45. Breeze did it to 41. I'm 40 to begin the season. I can at least meet where Drew, Drew Breeze was yeah. and go till, till 41. And I think he's going to give it a shot. I think, I think the lack of, of Super Bowl appearances, he's had one and won one. Um, you know, he's only been there once, but he won it. And, and I'm sure he feels like, hey, with this team and this city, there's an incredible opportunity here to become, you know, stuff of legends. And, you know, I, he can't have the longevity of a Derek Jeter. He probably doesn't have the pizzazz of a Joe Namath. Uh, but if he would win a title in that city, holy smokes, mm-hmm. it would be it would be life-lasting. And I think maybe he still feels like, hey, what else am I going to do? I, I've got a lot of interest, but I've I, I got to give this a shot. I, I, I owe it to myself yeah. to get back out on the field and as you say, had my career not end the way it did Monday night. Hey, you mentioned the, the name just for a second in passing. And I'm being half sarcastic with this question. So please, my, my apologies in advance. Do you think there's, yeah, okay. <laughs> is there anybody at all within the Jets organization for a half a second that thought, hey, do we call Tom Brady? Well, why wouldn't you? I, 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 I don't know if that call has been made. I think Brady came out pretty quickly after all this happened, and people began to speculate and said, I've, I've told you I'm finished, and I am finished. But, <laughs> but, <laughs> I mean, come on, right? Like, would it not be unbelievable if, 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 if they somehow coerced him to come back and he says, well, here's what I'll do. Uh, I'll co- I-, I need a month to get ready, yep. uh, so I can't play till you know, mid-October, and give me a month. Let's see where I am. Uh, let me start working out. Let me see if I've got my arm, my legs, my feet. Like, you know, I mean, his, his mind has been uh, completely diverted to other things, namely family. Uh, but he's also doing some business things. He's getting ready for a supposed Fox career beginning next year on TV. So my guess is, is that he's all in on all those things. However, if you've got a team like the Jets that's ready to make a run, and I do think they can make a run, They've got enough skill position play, and they've got enough defense, as we talked about. Um, I think they've got the right coach. I think his message is, is very good. I think he's respected. Um, and in that city in particular, we're not talking about, you know, any, we're talking about New York. And would he consider coming back? Uh, Brett Favre played for three teams. Um, I, I, maybe Brady, but I don't know. You know, I mean, his, his passing last year, he threw a lot, and it wasn't all that great, but he had an offensive line that was decimated by injuries in Tampa. So, you know, what he accomplished was pretty strong. Um, but, but why wouldn't you? I think, I think 
you look at every available resource and connection and name that you've got written down. Uh, because if you don't, you're not doing service and justice to what right. your job entails, and that is putting the best team out there. And if they could somehow coerce Brady into coming back, wouldn't that be um, a, a thing you'd have to explore? I Maybe, maybe Matt Ryan. Um, I mean, there are, there are half a dozen quarterbacks out there that could come in that are veterans that, that may be able to do something. Um, so, I mean, let, let's let's see what, what happens. Hey, uh, normally we save this for the end, but uh, I want to play the game of where will Kevin be Sunday right now? Because I think I want to ask you about the team that you're going to see this weekend. You did the Chargers-Dolphins for TV last Sunday in L.A. Yep. Uh, I'm going to guess that you're going to be in Cincinnati for Baltimore and the uh, Bengals. Am I right? No, I'm, no, I'm going to be in Buffalo. God, I suck at this game. I've got the Raiders. I've got the Bills in right. Buffalo. Well, we already talked about the Bills, but let me ask you about the Bengals. Joe, I thought you were doing the Raven-Bengal game. Joe Burrow goes out and makes himself the highest-paid quarterback in the history of the NFL, and a week later, he's getting benched in the fourth quarter. What would you make of his debut against the Browns, man? Holy moly. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You missed training camp. I'm sorry. You, 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 this is a league that is too too good, too fast, and right now too healthy for the most part for these teams. Um, and the emotion of opening day on the road against a rival like the Browns, that had disaster written all over it. Um, Burrow, you know, uh, he, he pulled a uh, calf muscle in camp early. He, he did not play in the preseason. He played very few of, of the snaps in camp. Um, he only started practicing a couple weeks ago. I, you know, last year, remember, he had a tough start, too, because he had the appendectomy, and it was a little bit more serious than they thought. Missed most of camp. Didn't You know, he, he came out again out of the gate with, with, with not many snaps. And he is a quarterback, as good as he is, and he is a great one. Um, that that all these guys they need snaps they need reps man you 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 cannot let the engine just sit there without running the oil through it and he needed that and he didn't get it and you're asking to jump right in there and play and that's a tough that's a tough thing for any quarterback yeah yeah no so doubt I I yeah so so that that's what I read into that. All right. Hey, listen, before you go, uh, I know you saw the Lions on Thursday in Kansas City. Uh, I'm actually going to be at the Seahawks-Lion game on Sunday. Uh, we're heading out there for UW-Michigan State Saturday, so we're going to hang around Michigan and watch the Hawks-Lions on, Whoa, on, on Sunday. Oh, you a good weekend. Well, it's going to be fun. Cow, yeah, got, it's going to be fun. a nice weekend. Well, I'm looking forward man, to seeing oh, the atmosphere man. inside that stadium. I have not seen a football game in that stadium since the Hawks lost to Pittsburgh in, in 40 uh, in 2006. So I got a little PTSD in that place, pal, just a little bit. But uh, give <laughs> yeah, us a yeah. take on what you think, the what, what kind of hornet's nest are the Hawks running into on Sunday with the Lions? It'll be strong. It'll be, uh, there'll be a wall of noise that will descend. I mean, I think for the first time in a long time, Lion fans feel like they finally have got a team. Goff is not making mistakes. He's been cool and 
and very motivated, and um, he has not thrown an interception in 10 straight games going back to last year. Um, he's got a two-headed attack at running back. Gibbs is the kid out of Alabama. Then he's got Montgomery, the free agent from the Bears. It's a terrific one, maybe the best one-two punch in the league in the backfield. He's got, I think, enough at receiver, but their real speed guy is suspended because of, uh, I think, gambling stuff. So he's not out there, Jamison Williams. But they do have St. Brown, Amon Ra St. Brown, and he is a world-class receiver. And um, I would tell you that they've got uh, enough at tight end, and their defense seems to be strengthened. They got um, the uh, the guy from Philadelphia. He has brought them together, and uh, he's a he's a Super Bowl participant and a highly thought of back. And um, they've kind of revamped. They got three new starters back there. I like them. I I I think Detroit is the real deal, and it will be a difficult, difficult game. Very difficult game. Yeah. All right. Good stuff, man. Uh, enjoy it this weekend. Uh, uh, Monday night, we got two of them. Which one do you have Monday night, by the way? To Cleveland and Pittsburgh, and we're looking forward to that game. All right. Go get them, man. Great stuff, and we'll talk in a week. Appreciate it, pal. Thank you, Dave. Take care. Enjoy your trip to Michigan. I think you're going to have fun. You bet. Kevin Harlan with us. On the show, we'll get a break. Don't forget the Husky Football Coaches Show at 6 with Kalen Tony from the Graduate Hotel. 6 p.m. tonight right here on 93.3 KJRFM. It's now time for Softy and Dick's Fun with Audio. Jimmy G, porn star Jimmy, Mr. Garoppolo. Now, let's have some fun with audio. All right, normally you'd hear this segment at 345 every day on the radio show, but uh, I think we chose and chose wisely, by the way. Uh, to have a little Mariner post-game reaction, yes. right? Coming up at 345 or back at 345. Mariners do it again today. See you later! Against the Angels and keeping an eye on the scoreboard, by the way. Uh, our dream of a sweep by the A's has taken a serious hit. Yeah. Astros lead Oakland 4 nothing, bottom four from Houston. But Rangers up on Toronto 6 nothing, top of the six. So we are now convinced that rooting for Texas is the right call. Is that correct? I thought rooting for Texas was always the right call. Didn't we decide that uh, at the beginning of the series? No. I said on the air I thought we should root for Toronto and get the Rangers the hell out of there. And I said and now with no Max Scherzer, they might come, right. totally fall apart. And I said because of the rain, because of the Blue Jays' tough schedule. Didn't the I mean the Rangers won the first two? They're going to end up sweeping this thing. They did. They did. They we wanted a sweep. Two. Period. Right. right. And it's a four game series, so right. they play again tomorrow. They still got to have another yes, one tomorrow. There is yes. a chance the Texas Rangers may sweep. So I was rooting for Toronto, but if the Rangers have to win, then let them sweep and take yes. all four. Take them um, out. All right, let's get to it. Uh, a little fun with audio slash. Hey, did you hear that? Dick, did you happen to hear that? What's that, Dave? What's that, Dick? Uh, yesterday in the Pat McAfee show, the new ESPN host swore he used a dirty word, Uh-oh. as he often did on his old YouTube show, but the dump button cut out the expletive that was mistimed, and this is what aired on TV. I was holding out optimism until Sala comes up to the thing and goes, yep, popped his Achilles, we're f***ing here on ESPN. Yeah. Shoot. Two, three... Four, five. Doing the delay. That is basically what Sala said whenever he came up to the uh, the podium. Oh God! The f word. So that aired on TV. Yeah. Yep. You know what? Why is he doing this? Well, I know why he's doing it for like eighty million dollars. Gazillion dollars. His show is not going to be the same. It's just not. 
It will not be the same on ESPN because part of the allure and the novelty of Pat McAfee was the unfiltered profanity that people use every single day. And they got that from Pat McAfee. I feel like he's being muzzled by ESPN by taking this job. But you know what? For $80 million, you muzzle me too if you want. I'm, Have but, at it. But the profanity part of it is only 1% of nah, being disagree. unfiltered. I disagree. You can be unfiltered I, yeah. and not be profane. I disagree with him. I think it's a big part of what makes him him. He's the everyday blue-collar guy. He's the construction worker having a beer at the end of his shift swearing his ass off. It's just totally different. The F word? Uh, again, I mean, maybe his fans and maybe ESPN feels like it's not going to be any different. And maybe he feels like it won't be different. I think it will be different. But that's just me. Right. I just think if the, if the passion's the same, the hardcore takes are the same, that's 99% of the battle. Like, so what if he doesn't yeah. throw three F words in in an hour and a half show? What do you think, Jackson? I, I absolutely think it's the profanity. Because think about this. The same passion and same takes are the same passion and takes you hear all across the United States. The thing that makes him different is that expletive that makes him, again, relatable to the everyday yeah. fans. Well, then he's, why, why is he making so much money then? If, he, if, he's, if your point is true yeah. and he's just the same yeah. as all the other yeah. guys, then yeah. why is he making yeah. so much money? A, former player, and B, because... Be, a, well, who cares? All these guys what are former matter? players. Former player. Also, B, because he's built up such a reputation from yeah. swearing. Look, I think ESPN's taking a risk. Yeah. There's no doubt. With the Big amount of time. money ESPN's paying them, they're taking a risk. Hey, look, I, I think, well, I'm not going to say that, but th- this show would be better if I could go on the air and talk to you the way I talk to you off the air. Yeah. This show would be better. Absolutely. It'd be better. But we can't do that. It'd be better for some people, but It'd for a lot of people, people. But a lot of people, they wouldn't listen. And right? a lot of people would. Well, a lot of people. But if would. you normalize it and make like Jay, like Pat Pat McAfee normalizes swearing. If when you watch him on YouTube, you know you're going to hear swearing. Yeah. It's a different show. All right, let's do this. The F word. Uh, yesterday on WFAN in New York City, host Brandon Tyranny and Jets fan refused to accept defeat for the 2023 season. And had this message for other Jet fans out there. Do not tell me today that the season is over. Get up! Stop walking around work like a loser! Get your act together! We're playing until January! There is no way that I'm tapping out now! No chance! If you didn't kill us last night, we are unkillable! I have Zach's back. I'm not saying Super Bowl, but I am saying playoffs with Zach. The funniest part about that whole thing is his butt rubbing on the leather seats in the studio, (laughs) moving around. At first, I thought, is he farting? No, it's he's moving the he's moving the seat around back and forth. That sounds like Vinny, by the way. That sounds like something Vinny would have done 20 years ago. Hey, look, uh, I, I I appreciate the optimism. They beat I, the Bills with Zach they Wilson. Did. They did. I, I, I don't think the Jets are done, but I also don't think they can uh, accomplish anywhere near what they thought they could with Zach Wilson versus Aaron Rodgers. And if they do think that, if the Jet management does think that, then why did they sign Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, exactly. Why did they pay him all that money if they had Zach? If nothing changes from Rodgers to Zach Wilson, then why just sign Aaron Rodgers? Right? All right. Uh, let's get a couple more. Dick, did you happen to hear that? What's that, Dick? What's that, Dick? The morning, this morning, sorry, on ESPN's first take, 
when talking about the Jets situation without Rodgers for the rest of the year, RG3 said the reason he and other former quarterbacks are not playing in the NFL is because they would be a distraction to the starting quarterback. When you talk about free agent quarterbacks, yeah. there's a reason that certain guys aren't in the leagues because they're uninspired. But Foxy knows this. Some of these guys like Carson Wentz, Cam Newton, Colin Kaepernick, myself, it's not that we can't play the game anymore. It's that we're a big distraction if you bring us in. I had a GM tell me this offseason, hey, man, I know you can still play. You look like you can still play. But if we bring you in, it's going to be a distraction for our starting quarterback. So now that your starter and Aaron Rodgers is out, you can potentially go and grab some of those guys and bring them in. Hmm. He kind of has a point that if you're a bigger name backup quarterback Mm -hmm. and your starter begins to struggle, there's going to be an extra amount of pressure to play that guy versus somebody like a Drew Locke, for example. Yeah. Who's never done it before. Is that a bad thing, though? Um, if, if, If a team can handle it, I don't think so. You because know? if your quarterback is is bad enough that one of those guys he just mentioned could seriously threaten for the job, then you should probably right. throw at all the options out there anyway. Well, like Cam Newton, for example, his personality, right? Yeah. Does that really strike you as the kind of guy that you want backing somebody up? No. When it's not somebody I want time, starting either. He could pop off and say, I should be playing. Why aren't I playing? You want someone who's going to buy in. I'm not saying RG3 or Carson Wentz or anybody else would have done that, but I, I understand his point, but I wish it wasn't like that. I, I wish a team could go out there and get the best possible player, period, yeah. if their starting quarterback gets hurt. And there's probably some guys walking the street that are better than some of the backups that are playing now in the NFL. Oh, I don't think there's any question about it. I didn't even know RG3 could still like physically play football. Right. I thought his knee was so shredded that he could never play again. Well, when did he last play in the NFL? Do oh, we know man, his last look, year? Four or five years ago? ago? RG3's last year in the National Football League was 2020. It's only three years ago. All right, we're going to break. Uh, Tony Castricone is with Kalen DeBoer. We'll talk some dogs with him before the coaches show coming up next on 93.3 KJRFM. We're available anywhere, anytime. Stream us on the iHeartRadio app, on Alexa or Google Play, and at Sports Radio 93.3 KJRFM. Now back to Softy and Dick on your home for the Huskies and the 12th man. Adunze in motion. Play fake. Penix looking to throw. Looks for Adunze. Top right on the W. Touchdown, Washington. Rome Adunze with a touchdown reception. His second of the season. And a quick strike for the Huskies. And it's Rome Adunze. Wall of blockers in front. Rome's going in. Touchdown. 15 yards. Rome Adunze on a beautiful design play. Too many weapons from this Washington team. You know, we're kind of keeping an eye on something here, Dick, to see if uh, number 11 or number one can break Mario Bailey's single-season passing touchdown record before the Pac-12 melts and goes, say receiving, yeah, melts and goes kaput. Uh, Mario claims he's got 18. The official record books say 17, but Mario claims it's 18. Did he just, like, make one up in a a dream somewhere? I guess. He says 18. But anyway, uh, Tony Castricone, the voice of the dogs, with us from the Graduate Hotel before the coaches show tonight. How are you, pal? I don't know what my memory is recalling, but I would have said 18. I think 18 is right. I, I, I don't know if, like, they weren't counting the bowl game or something. The, the little Heisman pose there, but you know I think what? it's 18. We're going to make it 19 just to be safe, just to make sure he keeps the record. Uh, <laughs> well, J-Mac's off to a pretty hot start. Oh, I mean, no J-Mac's going to threaten that thing. you got two guys in uh, Dunze McMillan that absolutely could get there. But let, let's talk about, first of all, what this team looks like on Saturday. Uh, Asa Turner, Devon Banks, Dylan Johnson, 
uh, ZTF, Mateo Mele. Those are five pretty important guys that may or may not play on Saturday, man. Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, we'll see. I mean, I, I think some of those guys we're hearing are, are trending along from the coaching staff as, uh, you know, they, they get ready for this week. That Good. They're hopeful that those th- that some of those guys will play. Some of them, uh, you know, uh, I think it might be more of a game-time decision. So, you know, we'll have to see. But, you know, that being said, I mean, Michigan State's not going to be at full strength either. I mean, this is – this is the time of the year where guys start to get nicked up, and you know I don't think there's any team in the country that's that at full strength, you know, going into any game. But um, yeah, I mean, those are all some critical pieces, and it's going to be the first road test of the season, right? And and you you think back to last year, and it's when this team hit the road for the first time that it faced adversity for the first time, you know, with those games at UCLA and Arizona Arizona State. So you know we'll see how they respond to the challenge. Uh, things just don't come as easily on the road, and so. Uh, you know, it'll be a raucous atmosphere for sure. I'm excited for it. What kind of Michigan State team are we going to see? I mean, are they going to be incredibly fired up or incredibly distracted? It could go either way. You know, it's funny. I asked Devin Culp about that because this team, many of the guys on this team have been through a similar deal in 2021 where, you know, uh, one week they had a head coach and the next week that guy was suspended and they really weren't sure what the status was. And then the next week it, it was it was a done deal, right? So it's a really hard position to be in when Washington was in that position they came out guns blazing had an early 14 nothing lead on Arizona State as big underdogs and so it's got a way of kind of galvanizing a team and having a a little boost of energy early um but you know not all teams handle adversity the same way right and and so we really don't know what we're going to see out of Michigan State but uh you know I Roma Dunze uh, Devin Culp all these guys are prepared for it to be one extreme which is these guys come out absolutely fired up, looking for revenge, galvanized, uh, and, and trying to prove the whole world wrong that, um, you know, I'm sure there are plenty of doubters out there that think Michigan State might go into a tailspin after this. But, yep. uh, you know, uh, Michigan State is, is a proud program. And, and by the way, Mark D'Antonio, the greatest coach in Michigan State history, is now an integral part of the staff. He's been brought back as an associate head coach and will be uh, on the sidelines in this game. Yeah, they're going to honor the 2013 Rose Bowl team on Saturday, so it's going to be a big crowd, raucous crowd. This is Michael Penix's third start in this stadium. <laughs> uh, last one, 2020, they won 24 zip. 2019, they lost 40 31, but they were tied 31 all with two minutes to go. So give us just a couple thoughts on what you think Michael Penix sees from that Michigan State defense on Saturday, man. Yeah, great question. I, I think. Um, you know, so Noah Kim, uh, and I'll bring this back around, Michigan State's quarterback, just won Big Ten uh, Offensive Player of the Week for having 15 straight completions in the game against Richmond, sixth most in Big Ten history. One of the few performances better than that was Michael Penix in Spartan Stadium. He threw 20 straight completions in that game back in 2019 that they wow. ended up losing. Uh, I think he's going to be focused. I think he's going to be um, ready to go, and I think he's going to be as on point as he's been in the first two games. If there have been any hitches in the uh, passing game so far, it's been a, a run that wasn't quite run the right a route run the right way or a, a drop pass. Uh, it really hasn't been at a number nine. I, I expect him to be locked in and ready to go. No doubt. All right, got about ten seconds. What's on the show tonight, pal? Uh, 
Kareem Abdul-Jabbar Muhammad is going to be the cornerback, uh, starting cornerback for the Huskies, and he'll be joining us at the bottom of the hour. I love it. You're the man. Great stuff. Enjoy it, pal. We'll see you out there on Saturday, all right? Thanks, guys. Go dogs. Right, Tony Castrocone, go dogs. Uh, apparently, uh, now, is Jabbar Muhammad's real name Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? I think it is. <laughs> I, think he just... I don't think he'd have made that up. <laughs> I was like, what the hell? <laughs> all right, well, look, number one, you know what? He plays like that. He can call himself whatever he wants, right. for crying out loud. So, good stuff. But, yeah, Michael Penix and the dogs, Michigan State Saturday pregame show starts at 10 o'clock. Kickoff at 2 o'clock. We'll be there on Friday from the hotel on Friday night, flying out tomorrow. You guys have the show from the Central Barn Restaurant in Bellevue. Mike Holmgren, Brett Boone, Rick Neuheisel, lots of good stuff. The Coaches Show up next with Tony Castricone, Kalen DeBoer on 93.3 KJRFM. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.